I realized that this wealth of knowledge that I had gained um, was really valuable and I needed to share it with people. So I thought at first like, oh, I'll just write a book about travel PT. And then I quickly realized like, no, this needs to be a blog and like accessible to everybody. So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. This is Aaron LeBauer, your host. And today, my special guest is Jess Jenny. Jess is a uh, physical therapist. She's been a traveling physical therapist since uh, 2010, like a decade, which is crazy because um, that's about as long as I've been a PT myself too. But now Jess is, uh, what does it say? She's on a mission to share a passion for travel therapy. Jess is uh, helping people become travelers. You know what she's doing? She's helping new grads do it too. And so I wanted to bring her on the show because not only is she helping new grads do what everyone says they shouldn't do, she's doing amazing things herself um, selling courses online, helping other physical therapists grow, even during uh, a pandemic in these uncertain times. So Jess is a badass entrepreneur and she um, is here to share what's up. So Jess, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Aaron. This is an honor. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's been awesome to see some of the things that you've been doing this year and how you're um, helping people and taking action. So can you uh, just share a little bit about... Um, what do you do right now? Because you're doing a couple of different things and they're like, who are you helping? What are you doing? And uh, we'll start there. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So like you said, I've been a traveling PT for 10 years. Um, and after a couple of years being a traveler, I had a lot of people asking me like how to do it, how to find housing, what companies to work with. And I realized that this wealth of knowledge that I had gained um, was really valuable and I needed to share it with people. So mm -hmm. I thought at first like, oh, I'll just write a book about travel PT. And then I quickly realized like, no, this needs to be a blog and like accessible to everybody. So um, I came up with the name Wanderlust PTs and I threw it into a blog. Um, and now it has webinars, online courses, um, a lot of different resources for travelers and especially helping new grads become travel therapists because a lot of new grads will hear like, oh, well, don't be a traveler as a new grad. Um, you have to gain experience first. And that is absolutely not the case. So um, I started there with Wanderlust PTs and then uh, COVID hit and a lot of people got let go from their jobs. Uh, so I decided like I wanted to inspire other people to take control of their career. I saw what Wanderlust PTs did for me and having an online business uh, did for me. So I wanted to empower and inspire other PTs to do the same and start building um, online businesses for themselves and virtual clinics. And so that's what I'm doing now in addition to help coach traveling therapists is uh, helping try travel therapists, but also uh, any PTs who are interested in learning how to start and grow an online business. That's awesome. So how did you like, so how 10 years ago, how'd you get into PT? Like, what was the reason you stepped into physical therapy versus, well, let's say business consulting or, I mean, you know, like back in the day, it was like working for Arthur Anderson or becoming a lawyer and, you know, whatever, like how'd you choose physical therapy? Yeah. I wish that it was a great, like, story, but it's not. It was uh, just, hey, I like working with people. I think the human body is incredible. Um, I like to know all pieces and parts of it. Um, it's It wasn't just um, that I had an injury and I went to PT and I said, oh, this is great. I wanted to help people, but I didn't want to be on call like a doctor was. So I figured mm -hmm. physical therapy fit the bill. I could go to school. I could do this. I would, I thought I would always have a job, right? We all thought that going into <laughs> right? PT school, we'll always have a job. We'll always be needed somewhere, um, which is the case. There are still patients out there, even though uh, COVID has affected the job market. So um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's nothing really exciting. Yeah. Other than that. How did you... Like, did, how'd you get into travel PT? Was it something that you did right away after you graduated or, um, you know, was it something you did after a few years of working, you know? Yeah, else? I, I worked, um, 
for one year at a clinic where I was the only PT, but I had a mentor mm -hmm. um, who owned the clinic who helped me to uh, learn what it was like to start, run, and grow uh, an outpatient clinic on my own. So that was that was amazing. Um, but then I actually, the truth is, honestly, I didn't want to travel initially. Mm -hmm. I was scared. I was rather a homebody. I didn't like change. I didn't. Um, I didn't want to step outside of my comfort zone and I didn't want to travel. Um, but my partner at the time really wanted to travel and said, look, let's just try it for 13 weeks. If we like it, we'll keep going. If we hate it, we can come home. Nothing lost. Right. Um, so that is what I did. I didn't want to travel, but I tried it and it was the best decision I ever made. Like it's been amazing. The, um, Travel PT isn't just about like the career, but it's about the opportunity that it gives you to achieve the goals that you set for yourself as far as financial goals, personal goals, being able to take time off and see places that you want to see, meeting new people. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that you don't realize until you step outside of your comfort zone and you give it a try. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So what, what is it? Like, is it, is it that you can work for 13 weeks and take two months off and just chill? I mean, what is it about it traveling is. and see, like going around and doing that? Like that, it, what convinced me why I should be doing it? <laughs> why should you be a traveling therapist? Yeah. So there's the obvious see new places, right? Yeah. So um, travel therapy is basically what it is, is it's when a, um, a facility like an outpatient clinic, a hospital system, home health company needs temporary staff. Uh, and hires a recruiting company or an intermediate uh, agency to help place staff just for a temporary need. Um, the benefits of it are that you can go to new places, see new places, work there temporarily, um, and see if you like it. And in fact, 80 to 90% of these jobs that are available are actually seeking permanent staff, but for one reason or another, they can't find permanent staff quickly enough. So that's why they hire the travel therapist just mm -hmm. as temporary because in the meantime, they're looking for permanent staff. Um, so that's something to realize as new grads, as a new grad, 80 to 90% of these jobs are looking for permanent staff. So if you were to move to the area and apply for a permanent position, it's the same job. There's right. nothing different about that travel job. Um, so that aside, uh, the benefits of seeing new places, meeting new people, right? The people that you meet with are going, the, that you work with become your new friends. These new friends introduce you to new hobbies and new experiences that you might not have otherwise um, experienced. So things like uh, yoga, I've mm -hmm. never had attempted yoga. And then some friends inspired us to do that. Um, hiking, camping, things I've never done before, never visited a national park until some friends were like, hey, we should go do this. And then before you know it, I've hit 21 of 62. Um, wow. Yeah. So new places, new So it's new not friends, like, these aren't like crappy jobs that no one wants, you know, which is the, which is the idea placed in my head when I was like right. a PT. Yeah. And now not every job is right for a new grad and not every job is a good job. Like, yes, there are crappy jobs out there. Right. The important part is that you do your research. You ask the right questions on the interview to paint a picture of exactly what it is you're getting into. Mm -hmm. So asking about mentorship, support staff, other PTs there, what the onboarding process looks like, productivity and getting the specifics of it so that you're no rock is left unturned. You're not making any assumptions so that when you go there, you know what you've got yourself into. Um, people get in trouble. And I think you hear a lot of horror stories about travel therapy is when people just sign up and make those assumptions and then show up there. And that's what I did for my first travel job. You know, they, they told us what the productivity was and I didn't know what that answer meant. I didn't understand what the answer meant. I asked the right question. I got the answer, but I didn't understand what that meant. And because I didn't have anybody coaching me or telling me, you know, what was good or bad, um, got ourselves into a tight position that was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, what happened? So, like, what was it? What was it? It was a skilled nursing facility and they were looking for like a 90% productivity uh, and sharing computers. So, mm -hmm. you know, you couldn't do point of care documentation and 
for me who had worked in an outpatient clinic seeing by myself seeing 16 to 20 patients a day doing paper documentation i thought oh well my productivity is easily 90% like no big deal well you can't compare outpatient productivity to skilled nursing productivity, especially when you can't find a blood pressure cuff that works, or you have to share a computer, or this person is toileting right now and you can't get them, right? Or you have to walk between. So um, anyway, I knew the question to ask, but I didn't understand what mm, that meant. Mm. And that's why having um, having somebody to coach you through it and having mentorship through your process of becoming a traveling therapist is really important. Yeah. What are some of the other like pitfalls or traps that people fall into? Like, especially if they just flip to the back of the magazine and just choose the number and call, I don't know. I mean, that was what yes. I saw was like just the ads in the exactly. back of the magazine, right? Exactly. What, what kind of problems should we look out for? Yeah. So um, don't go with just any recruiting company or any recruiter. Uh, definitely be, go with recruiters and companies that are recommended and recommended from people who have been doing it for a while who know what to look out for um, some companies and recruiters don't try to take advantage of you but they don't know better and so as a result it puts you in a bad situation um, so i would say go with recruiters and companies from people who are have been doing it and know what to look out for that's probably one thing um, other things are know what questions to ask on the interview so that you can find yourself a good fit for yourself. Um, and then there's also a systematic way of doing things as a traveler. So for example, um, and you live and you learn, and I learned from all of these mistakes and that's why I'm happy to share it with everybody and like needed to throw it up on a blog. But for example, um, housing, don't sign your housing contract until you get there and you know you have a job or um, make sure you do a little bit of research on what the housing market is like before you sign that contract and this is the example um, naples florida in the winter beautiful job amazing area um, great clients it's probably one of the wealthiest places in the nation and has beautiful weather for the winter right so um, we sign a contract and we we sign a contract and then we start looking for housing and we realize all of the snowbirds go to Naples, Florida, and there is no short-term housing that is under say $2,500 a month in the area. So that was a whoopsie daisies um, that I now coach people into doing, you know, make sure you understand what the housing market is like before you sign a contract. Oh, because you're not getting paid enough to afford the housing. Uh, you like are, that. but if you, you know, if you had the opportunity to take a job that pays $2,000 where the housing costs $1,200, you know, if finances are important for you, right. you would take that into consideration versus getting paid $1,500 a week where the housing was, you know, $2,500 a month. Right. Um, so just understanding what you're getting into before you sign that contract. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's a great point. What, uh, what is the like craziest thing that you've seen or experienced um, traveling around the U.S.? Work, working as a people. Oh, craziest thing. Um, I think, okay, so I'm going to go to Naples and say, because mm -hmm. you had said, you know, when I think of travel jobs, I think of like these crappy jobs, right? right. Um, I think one of my favorite stories to tell is showing up at Naples in the Naples, Florida job. And we worked as PTs for a um, private like golf club slash tennis. So very active outdoor within a gym. Um, and you walked in and there were like waterfalls and marble and it was just this beautiful gym space. And it was a dream come true for any physical therapist. And it, palm trees outside, it looked over the pool. And um, so that is probably one of the nicest, most relaxing jobs that we had uh, as as travelers. Um, so it wasn't like crazy in a bad way, but it was yeah. like, you couldn't believe yourself. Your jaw just dropped open. Like I get to work here for the next 13 weeks yeah. um, or more when it's snowing up in Buffalo. And here we are down in Florida. Cool. Did you get like, you know, to go to the jacuzzi and hot tub and all the spa services like on your time off? Or whatever? 
Uh, I wish we could, um, but no, but we did eat lunch out at the pool area, right? Yeah. So it's like lunchtime and you got to go sit out and eat at the pool and enjoy That's the sunshine. Awesome. Yeah, I had a job um, as a massage therapist working at the Sycamore Mineral Springs, hot, hot springs and spa in California. And if someone was a no show, we got to go in the red, uh, redwood hot tubs with the, you know, in the sulfur water, just go chill out for like an hour. That oh, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Amazing. So what, um, what are some of the things, like you said, uh, like the questions people ask, or like if someone wants to do a traveler, what are like the one or two things they need to um, ask or find out or where do they, like, what would be like the, the places they should go to get the information, like where's the right travel companies or recruiters? You know, what are the, what are the top three tips? Like what, what goes on your like checklist? On my checklist. Yeah. Um, so I said, definitely go with somebody who's recommended. Um, I recommend if you want to be connected to those people who I recommend, you can go to wonderlesspts.com forward slash recruiter and be connected with those people. Um, but when it comes to how do you find a good recruiter or company, you want to make sure that they, um, are communicative and adhere to what you're looking for in a job, but are not pushy about it. Um, so you don't want them to say things like, uh, well, skilled nursing is really good for a new grad, or you should work in XYZ because they don't know your experience. They don't know what you're comfortable with. Um, so make sure that they're not pushy. Um, make sure that they uh, are respectful of, of what you're looking for, but are also very honest about the market. So for example, um, COVID has really affected the market. Pre-COVID, the job market might've hovered around 100, maybe 70 to 100 PT jobs in the nation at any given time. Like and open then, and available. Yeah, open and available PT job, travel PT jobs across the nation, mm -hmm. about 70 to 100-ish. Um, and then, Post-COVID, like worst time ever, I think there were maybe five to seven available. And not only that, the market was flooded with PTs, not just travel PTs, right. but perm PTs too. So it was almost impossible to, to find travel jobs at that time. Luckily though, the market is bouncing back. And right now there are maybe about 50 PT jobs. So I'd say we're like 50% there um, in recovering from COVID as far as the market goes, but, um, you want Just them for, to be honest yeah. about that for context. Like if there's a hundred open jobs, how many jobs are there being filled? Like how many physical therapists are working as travelers? Do you know? Ooh, I don't know that. I could just tell you, you know, how many jobs are available at any given time, but I don't know how many are actually, um, significantly less than nurses. I know travel nursing is very popular, yeah. but, um, yeah, I don't know that answer. Let yeah, me find that's awesome. out. Yeah, cool. Yeah, be, I'd, I'd love to know. Um, you know, what are some of the, uh, you know, like new, right, new grads are told not to do travel. They're also told not to open a business. They're told not to do a yes. lot of things. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those people that was told, like, you're crazy. You need five years of experience to open a business. And I was like, mm -hmm. you don't even know me, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I think. Well, new grads, I've coached hundreds of new grads to be traveling therapists. So that like just debunks that right away. They're told that because people have horror stories or they've heard of horror stories. The, my first question is, has that person ever traveled before? Mm -hmm. Have they traveled? And likely the answer is no. Like they probably have never been a traveling therapist. They've just heard of horror stories and that people should get experience. Um, but like I said, 80 to 90% of these travel jobs are seeking permanent staff. They're the same jobs that you'd be applying for. Um, and then on top of that, not every job is right for new grad travel or perm. So find out asking the right questions on the interview to know if it's the right job for you. Um, but besides that, I think that there's something called imposter syndrome mm -hmm. that just sits not only as travelers, but also just in the PT as PTs graduate from school and across the board, right? People can have imposter syndrome in any kind of career. Um, but imposter syndrome is your fear of being found out as a fraud, right? Um, I think that we as PTs need to overcome that imposter syndrome, even as new grads and know that we can help people. And if we can't help people, what will we do? And do you have a mentor? Are you, are you taking continuing education to continue um, to, to grow as a clinician? 
Um, so I think that like dentists and chiropractors, they open businesses right out of right. school. Do they not? Right. So yeah. why are sort of massage therapists too? I mean, shoot. yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, so why is it, why do we come out of school as PTs thinking like, oh, well, I can't do that. I'm a new grad. Well, right. you absolutely can. You just went to school for this. Yeah. Someone's telling you, you can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, exactly. um, so tell me more like imposter syndrome, right? Like where, talk more about it. Like, where have you struggled with that? Uh, right now I'm struggling with it. Just being on this podcast, like to be completely vulnerable. Um, yes, I've been a travel PT for 10 years and I still, for some reason, feel this sense of like, well, why am I the person that is here talking to everybody about travel PT? Well, because I do know my stuff for lack of a better word. Um, but it, it just, I don't, it still gets to you. Um, mm -hmm. whether you're, you know, in it as a new grad or doing it for 10 years. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I often am like, am I really like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Because, <laughs> you know, like I have no control over what everyone does, but you know, and then I was just telling, um, my wife this morning, I was like, but, uh, you know, Jess and Ben and Julie and all these other people are crushing it this year. And, you know, I'm like, but, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of doubt, like our brains are wired for that. Wouldn't you agree? They are. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. And why? Like, yeah. I think it helps to have a coach to, um, like yourself, to help talk yourself through it and step outside of your comfort zone, because that is where the growth happens. Yeah. And if you just stay in your head and stick with that imposter syndrome, you're never going to grow beyond that. Yeah. And I think starting before you're ready is another, is another way. You're never going to feel ready regarding anything in life, let alone opening a business. So yeah. start before you're ready and get outside of your comfort zone. And that's right. how you grow. So what would be something that someone has to do if they're like, okay, I'm not ready yet. I don't feel ready yet, but Jess just told me I have to start. Like, how do they, like, what's, what's the first thing to do, whether it's travel or starting a business or just doing something you want to do? Like, what's that yeah. first step? Um, in my opinion, it's get a mentor and invest in yourself. Um, and that's because the mentor can see from a bird's eye view, basically where you are in the forest, what path you need to take and how best to get there. Um, sometimes when you're in it yourself, you're looking around, but you don't really, there's just so much to do so many options. You don't know which, which way is the best, um, regarding whether it's travel PT or starting your own business or anything in life. Um, so if you get somebody who's been there and done that before, it's a lot easier. It saves you time and, um, and don't be afraid to invest in yourself. I started when I started Wanderlust PTs in 2016, um, I started with an online course about blogging and helping to turn a blog into a business. And that online course was a couple thousand dollars, but it has helped me. It, it has returned on my investment tenfold. Um, and because it did that, I was, uh, I, I was quick to invest again and take classes on webinar creation, online courses, copywriting, telehealth, cash PT. Um, and you find time after time again, if you do the work and if you are ready to commit and invest in yourself, that that investment returns tenfold each time. If it's a good investment for you, it will return tenfold and you have to do the work. Um, so I would say that get a mentor. Don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone um, and invest in yourself. Take that first step. That's awesome. And then the second step is once you invest and take, uh, and, and learn something, then what's the, what's the next thing you have to do? Take action. Yeah. Is that the answer? Yes. Take action. Like, what does that mean to you? Take action. I mean, you know, Aaron said, uh, Jess just said, take action. What yeah, is that? What does that mean? Take action. I think it's, um, that's where the where stepping outside of the comfort zone starts. And I know, you know, I have a list of, of things to do to take action. Um, but a lot of those things are a lot more uncomfortable than others. And sometimes you'll sit in the the comfortable space, but it's when you take action in the uncomfortable space that you see results. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you do that. Like, I'll like, like Aaron, I got this question and I'll answer it. And next thing I know you've done it and more, I'm like, holy cow, she just does it, which is great. Well, thank you. And yeah, I, absolutely. yeah, I, 
I would attribute that, um, you know, when you said take action and step outside of your comfort zone, there's been so many times you've been like, Jess, this is what you need to do next. And I'm like, but Aaron, and you're like, it's what you need to do. And then I would do it. And then, um, it, it's very, it's very helpful. And then it pays off. (laughs) It pays off is the right word. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, yeah, it's, um, and I've found, you know, that, Taking like I've gotten into a pattern of I know what I need to do and I just like boom do it. Mm-hmm. But I was like I didn't know what to do for a long time and I found a lot of people get stuck. You know, have you gotten stuck with not knowing what to do or not want, like what is that feeling like for people if you can describe it of like not knowing what to do so you don't take action versus knowing what to do and you do take action? Can you describe absolutely? That yeah. Um, you're as an entrepreneur, your to-do list is endless. It's always endless. Um, there's always going to be things to do. And at times you're going to feel overwhelmed to just not do any of them. Um, but when you get on a coaching call with your mentor, or that's when the clarity comes of, okay, this is what I need to do first. This is why I need to do it in order to take the next step in my business. Um, Whereas if you don't have somebody, like I said, with that bird's eye view that can say, Hey, go do this. Uh, you're going to get, you're going to stay stuck in that place of like, well, I don't know what to do next, or I don't know what makes sense. Or you're going to be spinning your wheels, doing things that don't matter. Um, little things that aren't going to make a difference. You have to instead invest your time in what's going to move the needle. Is that what you say? What, what moves the needle the furthest? Yeah. Yeah, What moves the needle or what's the lever that you can pull that gets the biggest result. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, right. When it comes to physical therapy, we all know how to treat people and we all know how to like diagnose them and you're like, Oh, I can, I think I can help you move with less pain or with whatever the result is. Um, but in business, sometimes there's a lot of great ideas and we don't know where to, kind of which path to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing your, your, your perspective on that. Cause I think it's good for people to hear <laughs> like, you know, like I needed to hear that for a long time myself. Um, and it's true, true for anything. I mean, online business, um, anything, anything yeah. you want to learn. Yeah. Like buying a van and traveling around the United States. <laughs> self, uh, yes. Self, um, development, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So I do have a van and, uh, it's a, it's converted and right. It, I mean, you could build the van without knowing anything and you could try to figure it all out for yourself, take 10 times as long and mm-hmm. you could, um, you know, spend a lot more money or you could just get advice from somebody who's been there and done that and build exactly what you want the first time with exactly what you need. And I mean, I'm right. a, you get what you pay for kind of person. And as long as you can invest in yourself and take action and do the work, you're going to see a return. That's awesome. So what kind of van do you have? It's like a, it's like a Dodge or something like that, right? Yeah. It's a ProMaster Ram, um, 2015 high roof extended cab 3,500. That's cool. So what did you do inside? Yeah. So did you build it out? You have someone else build it out? You buy it Um, that way? I built it out with, uh, some friends and assistants. Yes. So it was, it was fun. It was neat to like learn all of the insulation and the wiring and batteries and just kind of design what you want. Um, so that was, that was really fun. Again, people who I met traveling inspired us to do this. So that's awesome. And you currently use it to travel around to different places and, or you were doing it for your travel jobs. Were you using your van to drive around the country for it? I was using it between assignments, using it as I take, um, you had asked like, can you just take two months off? And the answer is yes. You don't get paid for your time off in between assignments. Um, but you have the flexibility of being like, you know what, I'm just going to take time off and drive around for eight weeks. Um, so I've done that number numerous times. Um, but like visiting national parks, I haven't lived in it on assignment yet, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I might, I might consider that. That's awesome. So let's go back a little bit. Um, COVID hits, right? You were on assignment in March. I yes. think you was actually here in Greensboro. Was that, is that true? That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, what happened? So, like, like walk us through what happened and what was your, and how did you pivot and, and deal with the whole like change? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want to back up a little bit yep. right before that. 
So a year and a half before that, um, I was really into wanting to learn more about telehealth uh, because I felt like it was going to be a big thing eventually. And I liked the idea of the flexibility of it and having the freedom of it and just knowing about it. Um, so I wanted to learn everything there was to know about telehealth. So I invested in Rob Finding's telehealth residency program, did that with him, built a virtual clinic online, learned everything I could about telehealth. Fast forward a year and a half later, COVID hits and I'm on assignment um, as a travel therapist at uh, one of my favorite facilities to work at. And um, they had to close doors to inpatient care as everybody did. Um, and so at that point I went to the director and said, let me help you transition your inpatient care to a telehealth system and, and program. So I was really fortunate to be able to work with um, the company, my colleagues, some of the upper management there to help them design what they need for telehealth mm -hmm. um, and implement the strategy that they needed in order to help transition into telehealth services. So that was really um, an honor to be a part of such a huge transition for a giant hospital system. Um, but ultimately, like they didn't have enough work for their permanent staff, you know, I was let go along with a lot of other of uh, traveling PTs and permanent PTs uh, in that area. Um, so as I do, I thought like, well, we could all just sit around and wait for the jobs to pop back, or we could take matters into our own hands and start creating jobs for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like the patients are still out there. They still need our help. We just have to access them. Um, and with my experience in online business, uh, marketing, webinars, online course creation, copywriting, uh, website design, I and then telehealth, um, I knew I had wanted to help other people develop virtual clinics for themselves back mm -hmm. when I was um, taking courses with Rob. But, um, and I actually had put it on the back burner. I was like, well, I'm not going to do this just yet. Well, COVID took it off the back burner for me. Right. Uh, so between losing my job, uh, COVID, and then I think Aaron, at that time, I was also at your PT BizCon 2020. Right. Um, it was like the culmination of all of those things. It was like, all right, lighting the fire underneath your bum, let's do this. Uh, and so I launched my uh, telehealth mastermind group and now have uh, maybe 20 clients in wow. helping them to build their online businesses and virtual practices. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats. So thank you. You were doing, so you were working as a traveler and you had this kind of like uh, wanderlust PTs, like side hustle, uh, online webinar, helping other PTs get placed and find it, you know, how to get travel jobs and helping them. Mm -hmm. COVID comes and wipes out one piece of it. And you're just like, within a few days, you're like, I'm doing this other thing. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how are you able to do that so quickly? Online business is online business. Yeah. It's, it's like a tissue is a tissue is a tissue, right? If you know how to function in a muscle um, on one side of the body, you can do the same on the other. And online business is the same thing. Like Aaron, I remember you saying that you had to search outside of physical therapy to find what you needed in order to uh, learn about sales and marketing. And, and it's the same thing. You can apply these principles to anything in online business, whether it's um, whether you're a, a contractor or a psychologist or a massage therapist or a physical therapist or um, a coach, a career coach, yeah. anything, it's, it's the same concepts. It's the same uh, finding a target market, finding a niche. How do you speak with them? Um, funnels and email marketing. And it's all the same. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, let's dive into that for a second. What for you, what are the... Um, what are the ways that you're, when you're running your businesses, your online businesses, how are you finding people? What are the most effective like online marketing strategies or tools that you're using? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say with what I'm not using right mm -hmm. now, I'm not huge on social media. And although I know I could be, and it probably is a, um, something I'm missing out on right now. Um, it's, I don't want to say stresses me out a little bit, but you know, I, I don't want to be scrolling and being on social media every day. Right. So I actually never really relied on social media for where I find people just yet. Mm -hmm. um, the key for me is the blog and email marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and my blog generates a lot of organic 
um, searching and, and people coming to me organically that way, which yeah. is great. That's awesome. So like, even for like for traveling, it's like people are putting like travel PT jobs and your stuff will show up or a blog. Yeah. I, th- I think if you search like travel physical therapy blog or something like that, yeah. I might yeah. be around there. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you, I mean, is that how you got, uh, when you pivoted and you started this, um, you know, like mastermind for people who want to do like a virtual clinic, was it through blogs or search or how did you find those people? So I already had a list of about 3000 people. Mm -hmm. So I just emailed that list and said, Hey guys, we don't have jobs now. Who wants to start their own business? You know, are you in the same spot that I'm in? I'm, I'm ready to teach everything I know about telehealth and creating an online business. And, um, that's, it was just my existing market basically that I reached out to. Right. So it's Uh, a problem that they had. So they had the same problem you were having. Right. Um, yeah. 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 That's awesome. So you send an email. So a lot of people are listening, like you and I know email marketing, but a lot of people <laughs> yeah. listening don't. And I've tried to explain it to people. And I think people are like, well, what do you mean she just sent an email? Mm-hmm. Like maybe someone's having, I'd love to know if someone's having that same question. You just, you know, or, you know, like, like shout us out on Instagram somewhere, but yeah. can you share just like, what do you say in an email to someone or like, we'll go back. I'm going to go back to how'd you build your list in a second, but like, what do you say in an email to someone to get them to figure out, like, do they want to buy this course that you have? Um, Aaron, I want to say one thing too, real real quick about email because people are like, why email? Um, I think social media converts at like 1%, maybe 2%. Yeah. Email marketing converts 27 times better than that. Um, So you have to first establish your your rapport basically with Mm -hmm. your reader. You have to get them to know, like, and trust you and to understand who you are and what you're about. So it wasn't just, you know, that they were sitting on my email list. They signed up once and they just sat there and then I emailed them, hey, who wants to do this? It was, I nurtured them through, um, Hey, this is who I am. Here's lots of free information. The give to get mentality of like, give them lots of free information, um, in order to get either, um, a buy or a click or, a um, a conversion of some sort. So knowing that, um, what do I, what do I write in the email is, um, being vulnerable mm-hmm. and, uh, gee, I can't even remember what I wrote, but it was, it was something along the lines of like, Hey, so, uh, COVID who else is without a job and who's interested in doing this? I'm thinking about doing this. Um, here's an application. If you're interested, I think I had, um, maybe 50 or more applicants. Uh, and actually I I messed up the first time and then you helped me. So the first (laughs) time around, um, I think I said, just drop in your email and phone number here and we'll chat. Well, I had like, 50 plus phone calls to make with people about my mastermind, um, which was great getting to talk to people. And then after that, I I, uh, implemented an application process, which helped weed it down a little bit more. And I don't have to call as many people this time, um, this time around. But that did that answer the question? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because I think so. So it's there's there's more to it than just sending an email. And um, it's really is it's just sending an email to people who trust you, mm-hmm. right? It's just say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Are you struggling with this too? Let me know if you are. I'd love to help you out. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So let's go back. How'd you get 3,000 people on your email list? Did you buy that from somebody or like oh. what did you do to, you know, build your yeah. email list? Yeah. Um, Remember I told you in 2016, I started Wonderless PTs and the first course that I invested was mm-hmm. uh, blogging. It was a blogging course, but it was how to turn a blog into a business. Yeah. And the one thing that they taught, in addition to having a target market and niching down, um, the riches are in the niches, another yep. fun marketing term. Um, but in addition to that, she taught about lead magnets or bribe to subscribe. Mm-hmm. And a lead magnet is something that sits on your website that gets that's an irresistible offer that you're giving people for free in exchange for their email. Um, so on my website, when you go there, you'll find things like the 10 must ask interview questions or a free webinar, Travel Therapy 101, how to become a traveling therapist um, confidently, even as a new grad or uh, the travel therapist checklist. So new grad to travel therapist 
these are the timeline and the things to do. So these are called lead magnets and these lead magnets uh, drop, help people to drop in their email in, re in return for whatever it is that you're giving them. And that's, that's the key to developing an, an email list. That's awesome. And then, so the value, like, so what, so, so values in the email list, right? And so what happens then? Do you send them like a message? Are you up all night responding to email requests for your freebie? How does that work? Yeah, good question. Then it drops into an automation sequence of uh, basically, hey, thanks for subscribing. Here's your download. Um, and then like a day later, hey, just wanted to make sure you you got that download. Thanks to you, Aaron. That was one of your, um, and I do get people replying to that, but this is happening automatically so that mm -hmm. it, it gets sent out automatically. Um, and then inviting them to, uh, I think, and then I asked them uh, what I learned was a golden question. And the golden question is, hey, I want to make sure that the content that I write is specific to not just anyone, but you, my newest reader. What is it? What's your biggest question about topic, travel therapy? What's your biggest question about telehealth? Um, and then you get some people that reply and ask that question. And then you reply and answer that question for them. And all of a sudden now you are an authority and you're replying to them. Um, so you're answering their question and, and they're grateful for that. So you're developing that, that connection and that rapport with the reader. Um, so that's maybe day two and then day three, invite them to a webinar, day four, tell them a little bit about your journey. Um, and then just keep sending them value, valuable information. I think I, I email maybe once a week. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you like emailing about like, here's what I'm doing or here's travel or answering questions? Like what's valuable to people on your email list? Um, I think a lot of the times it's because when people come to your website, they're not reading all of your blog posts all at once. So a lot of the time my emails are related to, hey, um, has somebody told you not to travel as a new grad? If so, first, have they traveled or they might have missed this blog post here. You know, if you want to read this, click here. So it clicks. And then this is another trick of the trade for SEO, which is search engine optimization yep. and helping to get yourself um, found on the Google is when people click and get sent back to your blog, that helps to improve the um, SEO of your website or improve visibility on the Google. So that's another way that building an email list is helpful for your growth of your online business as well. Um, but basically it's pointing, it's always pointing back to my website. So people return to the website um, in order to help and then they'll read more of the information there. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so great. And that's Thanks. one thing you call, would you call that the you said your what was your second email, the golden email. You said you sent the golden like, question. The golden question. And I learned that awesome. from yeah, I learned that from uh, that first course that I took. And that golden yeah. question is like, hey, I want to make sure that all of my content is specific just to you. So what is it that you're struggling right. with? And then a lot of the times the question is, can I travel as a new grad? Right. Um, so then I I reply and I say, hey, thank you so much for reaching out. It really means a lot to me that you, um, my newest reader. Uh, shared what your biggest mm -hmm. concern was. Your concern is very common. And as a result, I wrote these blog posts about it. Check them out. Let me know what questions you have. So I have blog posts specifically to answer like the biggest golden questions. And then I can just redirect people to those blog posts. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so, that's so great. Um, I, I mean, I just learned something. So <laughs> <laughs> That I can help. <laughs> well, that's what the, I mean, that's a podcast are for. I love it. Like I ask a bunch of questions. I'm trying to like figure out what can I learn here? Um, <laughs> what's something else that uh, you've learned, um, whether it's in travel therapy, running an online business, or even your webinars, um, coaching people like that you think would be valuable to us or, you know, maybe that I might not know because <laughs> I don't know everything. Um, like what's your secret thing? What's that one little thing that you do? And you're like, ah, people respond to this. Wow. I think regarding online business, the, I think the one thing that people don't realize is lead magnets and email marketing. Mm -hmm. um, people will start with like trying to build a brand or trying to build Instagram followers. Or if you build your social media, but you have no product or service to offer at the end of the day, the people up top of your funnel in your social media that are sitting in social media don't really matter because you have nowhere to funnel them to. Mm -hmm. But um, understand social media is like your end game so that you can help 
funnel people to your website so that you can get them to opt into your lead magnet so that you can get them on your email list and you can get them to know, like, and trust you and then purchase services from you. But chances are they're not coming to your website. Um, Aaron, they probably are coming to your website and buying your cash BT blueprint right away because <laughs> I mean, I would do that. Um, but chances are they're not coming to your website and then like buying things right away. They want to get to know, like, and trust you just like, you know, if you do it, go to any website, um, it takes like, five or seven or 10 times to get out in front of somebody, right. To actually make a conversion, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and the point that uh, one of the points that you're making that I, I think people would be valuable to, to, to emphasize is that it doesn't matter how many people follow you on Instagram or Facebook or in your groups, if they're not on your email list, they're not yours you, because yeah. you don't own the platform, but when they become, when they get on your email list, now you own the emails and you can control the conversation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Chances why... are people don't see you, um, yeah. you know, if you're posting things on, on yeah. social media, it depends, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it'd be fair to say that people like you and me, who don't have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram are making 10 times more than people that have hundreds of thousands of followers because they got followers, but they don't have them on their email list. They don't have valuable offers and uh, nurture systems. I think that's that's where the magic's at and it reminds me of um kevin kelly's 1000 true fans mm -hmm. uh like you don't need to have thousands of people you just need to have 1000 true fans that will buy and put out anything that you uh that will buy anything that you put out and if you have one the concept behind this is if you have 1000 true fans and each of them uh, will buy, you know, a hundred dollars worth of, um, your products or services each year, you already have made six figures. If you yep. just have a thousand people that love everything you do. Um, and so that's the concept between Kevin Kelly's 1000 true fans that I, I like that. Cause then it, it yep. doesn't keep me reaching for, you know, trying to get 10 million followers. It's just, I just need the people who like love the wonderless PTs tribe. Yep. Right. And that's awesome. And you, that I love that what you said. And it's like, okay, six figures, a hundred thousand dollars. is like feel, feels out of reach for a lot of people, even a million. Yeah. But if we, if we work backwards from it, that's right. Well, we need a hundred people, a thousand people to pay us a hundred bucks or a hundred people to pay us a thousand dollars or 50 people right. to pay you $2,000. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what exactly. could you do for someone for $2,000 that they would be like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like mm -hmm. You could get them a, a, a travel job that doesn't suck and pays them an extra $10,000 more per year, like, mm -hmm. right. Bonus or show them how to make a business. Mm -hmm. Like those are all great. Right. Um, and people listening, like what, like, I want you to ask yourself, what can you do that's so valuable that someone would want to pay you a hundred, a thousand, 2000. What Jess is the thing. What's the thing that you, um, help people with the most that like you can't put a, a dollar number on? The first thing that comes to mind is mindset mm -hmm. is I help them to reframe their mindset of like, well, I can't do this. Whether it's a new grad who's trying to travel um, or somebody who isn't sure if they can start their own online business. Um, but the second thing that comes to mind yeah. is I help people to design a career around the lifestyle that they want instead of designing a life around the career they chose. Oh, so, awesome. yeah, yeah. So design a career around the lifestyle that you want. Like, what do you want? Do you want to be able to have time to take off? and travel the country and do you want the freedom to be able to work from home and when you want or did you pick a career and now you're going to build your life around the job that you have to go to every day yeah yeah so i awesome. think that's probably what resonates with me the most hell yeah that's what i want that's i mean <laughs> can that's I, can i get that's some of that no price tag there's no <laughs> price tag on that right yeah that's awesome um Jess, is there a question that I should have asked you that you think uh, would be valuable to people listening? No, I think we covered it all. But if anybody does have more questions, yeah. don't hesitate to reach out. This yeah. I love. I love to do this, and it's funny you said um, you asked me 
Jess, why did you become a PT? And I was like, eh, no real passion there. Like there wasn't, I'm sad I said that out loud, but um, there's, there was no like real story behind it other than like, eh, it's a good job. I'll always have a job and I can do it. But um, I have passion in helping other people to achieve the freedom in their lives that I've been able to build for myself. And that's my passion is in business and my passion is in helping other people to achieve those things as well. Um, so it's funny that I made myself, I worked myself this way anyway, even though I started as a PT. Um, and I want to say that it's the investments in the online courses and the coaching and the mentorship that really helped me leverage my PT career um, outside of the clinical skills to build the business that I want and the lifestyle that I want. Uh, so I encourage other people to invest in themselves in the same way and do things outside of um, clinical PT stuff if, if that's where your passion lies. Oh, that's really awesome. That's so awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So if someone wants to reach out to you, uh, what's the best uh, way for them to find you? Is it like through your website, social media or somewhere? Yeah. I am on Instagram, wonderlustpts.com, W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T-P-T-S, but also the website, wanderlustpts.com. That's awesome. And then if they go there, they they, they can get the freebies for like the, um, like travel stuff. Is there anything? I mean- Yep. So there's a free webinar available. There's the 10 must ask interview questions. And there's also the travel uh, travel therapist checklist. And if you also want to be connected with my recommended recruiters, there's a, the ability to do that as well. Uh, drop me an email. I'm info at wonderlustpts.com. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think about the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Aaron. This has oh, been awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And we'll put all your the links in the show notes for anyone listening, if you're driving <laughs> specifically, um, or you want to come back to this later. Um, but just, yeah, thank you for coming and spending your time with me today. This has been great. Thanks, Aaron. Yep. Bye. All right, you guys. Um, well, this is Aaron LeBauer and Jess Jenny. Get outside your comfort zone. And now know that's not just in yoga, that's in life too. Um, get outside your comfort zone. Do something great because 2020 is the year that's going to make you like something special. So get out there, take action, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you want to learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com. And we get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.